You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Now, this is only a gag. I don't drink anymore. I, I freeze it now and I eat it like a popsicle. <laughs> Welcome to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. This is Modcast number 431, Jerry Dammer's Boot Camp. And uh, we'll get to that in a second about why it's Jerry Dammer's Boot Camp. First, I want to introduce my uh, compadre here. It is Ken from the Shingles. DJ Ken, how are you? Your compadre? 
Yeah, well. Remember when Steve Garvey left uh, the Dodgers and joined the Padres and then his a big scandal of getting some other woman pregnant came out at the same time and there was a bump of stickers all over the place that said, Steve Garvey's not my Padre? <laughs> Only you would remember that. Well, I get those oh, I stand in line to have a baseball <laughs> signed by Steve Garvey. Well, sure. At, and sitting next to him at the table when he signed it was Jack Lane. Really? Who also signed my baseball. Yeah, don't so know why. So you're saying Steve Garvey and Jack Lane signed your balls? Yep, right. that is exactly right. They were both my compadres. Fair enough. Uh, How wow. are you, dude? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, you're, you're excellent. We're yeah. here for Jerry Dammer's boot camp. What does that um, mean? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, 2017... Uh, cue the the gloominess and the dark and stormy because that's how people felt I think in uh, the summer. How's that, how's that different from now? It 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 just is. It felt worse back then. There was this miasma of something politically and sociologically, and you had that thing in Charlottesville where you know the white supremacist guy ran somebody down at a protest. And he and just were, got he just got sentenced to life this week. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, so he got what he deserved. Um, but there were a lot of things going on that seemed there were terrorist attacks in Paris and around the world and it, it was a it just seemed grim kind of. And then uh, I run across this quote from uh, from Henry Rollins, Black Flag. and I don't think it was at that time, but it was near to that time. And he was talking about, you know, what was going on. He, his quote was, this is not a time to be dismayed. This is punk rock time. This is what Joe Strummer trained you for. That's a great quote, right? So uh, I uh, got Mary, my friend, Queen of Cosmos, because she makes great Cosmos. And we did a whole show of resistance songs, kind of, because it was what Joe Strummer trained you for. And we called it Joe Strummer's Boot Camp. Um, this is a much happier <laughs> boot camp it's a much better boot camp i think because it dawned on me that there's also uh jerry dammers trained us for something he pointed us towards uh, being able to break out of just the power pop punk rock rock and roll mold and uh, and enjoy some other things and incorporate those together and we'll talk more about how he did that going forward but that's the idea for the show uh, Jerry Dammer's boot camp, and we're going to run you through some things that people learned from Jerry Dammer's and or were, you know, sort of like, obviously, uh, his progeny. Is that right? Sure. Progeny. People who did like a mid-sea change at some point. Yeah, right. And and did something that was like, you know, took something that maybe wasn't totally cool and made it totally cool and acceptable and okay to to be involved with. Uh, and speaking of Cosmos, are you guys aware that Sex and the City's been canceled? Because <laughs> really, are we going back to 2008? Yeah, well, 2003 more like, but okay. <laughs> mm. Cosmos. Well, you know they're good at any time. Doesn't matter what year. No, they're not. Anything that has vodka in it's not worth drinking. Sorry. So that is what <laughs> the idea for the show is. And it is why we opened with the specials, a song written by Jerry Dammers. Allegedly. Uh, 
allegedly yeah i'm i'm not even sure he gets any residuals from that anymore after he lost all those lawsuits but yeah uh holiday Fortnite. i mean it's, that's uh exotica it, it's, it's just exotica right it still has a little scar on it it for does sure, sure. that but doesn't it mean has it's a, not exotica it definitely has other world music as well uh, involved yeah. in it uh you know it has a, a latin influence for sure um all kinds of weird things and it was a it was a har- harbinger of what was about to happen with the rest of that specials album, uh, especially side two. If, if we're doing it, uh, you know, vinyl wise, you flip right. that record after hearing Pearl's Cafe and you know the Matt CNA and stuff, and then you hear International Jet Set, right? <laughs> Which sounds like uh, elevator music, uh, I mean, but it's what it was called. But it's a terrifying Twilight Zone type tale right. about, a, about a plane that's going down. Yeah, no, that uh, that whole album was a kind of left turn from the original special sound. Right. Um, and I think that's what made me interested in this idea that... And, and that album was driven by Jerry Dammers. He forced that through. Not everybody in the band was really excited by it. Yeah. And it's probably what led to the demise of the specials, maybe. Um, At least but, that's that uh, special AKA went on, but... Uh, right. Um, and with more of a Jerry Dammer sound, though, too, right? Because for sure, he, I mean, they, they, they had that scar on them still, but yeah, for sure. So, um, anyhow, it was my idea was like, you know, Jerry Dammers did this thing and taught a lot of us who cut our teeth on that album and those artists in the early 80s. Um, by the 90s, when the cocktail music revolution sort of happened, the whole lounge music thing. We, we were ready for it. We'd been trained. Sure. We were prepared. And he was the guy that helped to uh, to lead that, I think. I agree. 100%. And and so you should. Your check's in the mail. All right. Uh, thanks for me on the show. <laughs> I could use that 36 cents, too. So. <laughs> Anyhow, so we got tons of songs uh, that maybe wouldn't have happened or wouldn't have happened in the same way without uh, Jerry Dammers coming up. And we'll just jump into them right now, don't you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Our period of waiting is over. This is the time. She brought on the oranges, he brought the tea They both brought along a sit back, just in case A plate of chicken sandwiches were lovely, they agreed And I watched him spit the bits into her face You love me like you used to decide I love you twice as much, she replied I think tonight I fancy myself I'd rather drink that toast to my own health I think tonight I'd rather love myself And if you drink that drink to your own health I think tonight I'd rather love myself (laughs) 
Between the heavy breathing and those lighted looking sounds I heard him whisper this question in her ear Would you still love me if I lost my life? I see that you were loved, but you were fair I end up in a car crash almost dead The witch who ran for Bartlett I'd rather drink that toast to my own health I've been turned out of all the light myself And if you drink that drink to your own health I think turned out of all the light myself I thought back in the fridge, a good book on the shelf. I think tonight I'd rather love myself. Something new 
thank God we're alive and bite off more than we can chew. Do the things that just don't matter. Laugh while others look in anger. Stumble over poorly clovers and say goodbye to lonely banners. If you ever think of me, I'll be thinking of you. Through thick and thin, I bear it and grin, but never give in. I could be the one thing left in your hour of need. So if you decide to change your views, I'm thinking of you, thinking of you, thinking of you, thinking of you.
Podcast. We are doing Jerry Dammer's boot camp, and that last track that was I want to say the inimitable. Is that the right word? Probably you can't, not. You can't imitate them? You can't imitate them, so it's not the right word. Anyhow, the, the irreplaceable. Great. How's that? Irreplaceable. Irrepressible. Irrepressible? Yeah. Can you press them? Um, you shouldn't try. Yeah. It's everything but the girl. And, Off their uh, first album, Eden. Which I know everybody says this, right? Like, oh, their first album's the best. Well, it's still my favorite album. Um, well, it's certainly the jazziest album. So for me, it is yeah. my favorite. Uh, I like Baby That Stars Shine Bright Tonight as well. 
But uh, yeah, the first album's by far my favorite. It hit a chord, I guess you would say. It hit several. <laughs> That's how you write a song. And right before that was Blur, so we yeah. uh, jumped up a, a little bit to the 90s there with To The End. Yeah. Uh, and this version featuring uh, Francois Hardet. Yeah. Um, she of the Yee Yee fame. Is it Yee Yee or Yeah Yeah? Or it's uh, Yee Yee. Yee Yee. Yeah. See, I mean, it, it's hard to know, right? Anyhow, that's 1995. <laughs> that was, uh, she came, did she come out of a retirement for that, I wonder? Because, you know, she's a huge 60s star. You know, I wasn't aware of her doing anything recently, but, you know, that could be my oversight. She might have been recording this whole time. Yeah. Um, but what an appropriate song for her to come back. I mean, that sounds like a French film soundtrack, and to have her on it uh, is amazing. Yeah, no, they picked the right person, for sure. And it has that... Um, it does have the film soundtrack vibe, and it's yeah. it doesn't sound like anything else that Blur did. Yeah, it's very cinematic. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I kind of liked. That was why it's here. Uh, right before that, Colorfield. Thinking of you. Thinking off of, of you. Uh, off of Virgins and Philistines. Um, and, yeah, Terry Hall, obviously uh, part of the specials, was no stranger to uh, easy listening. You can listen to that album specifically, and even the second Colorfield album, which isn't that good. But Virgins and Philistine has a, you know, a definite easy listening vibe going all the way through it. Uh, everything it he's done kind of has a touch of softness, which I like. I appreciate that from Terry Hall. Um, great album, and that's a great song. Yeah, it. No, that's a fantastic song. And uh, when we were looking at the, or when I was looking at the Jerry Dammers kind of history and reading uh, again some of the interviews he's done and what happened with the band and so on. Uh, it was interesting that Terry Hall was not one of the people that he seemed to be very um, supportive of that second specials album, which was driven by Dammers and had such a kind of like elevator music, Muzak vibe to it, kind of right. loungy thing. And he he was supportive of that. There were others in the band that were not as thrilled about it, but it comes across later in Colorfield, uh, Fun Boy Three, probably two, maybe less so, but. Um, that yeah, he he certainly learned at Jerry Dammer's boot camp. Yeah, sure. Um, and kicking it all off, way up at the top there, <laughs> it was a good song to start with, I think, from the beautiful South. <laughs> Tonight, I fancy myself. An ode to self-love, I guess is the best <laughs> way of putting it. Paul Heaton making a big turnaround from um, from where he had come from before the House Martins, the frantic. Yeah overly not overly just a political charged uh, band uh to kind of like a an easier sounding thing but his topics still didn't change a whole lot uh you know i mean True. it's funny it's smart assy talking it, about how he'd rather fancy himself too. right and he um i just saw that there's a brand new documentary it's about an hour long i guess i haven't watched it yet about him uh, that you can watch on YouTube that I'm looking forward to watching. Oh, yeah. uh, his transition from the House Martins to Beautiful South and kind of his story. And the one thing that's there all the time, as you mentioned, the political stuff. And he's totally political. So the fact that he's doing this song, which is not super political. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or it could be. We don't know. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It could be. Right. But that's uh, no, great. And it is also in that sort of... Uh, same vein of music that we are exploring on this particular podcast. 
for Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. You can check it out. Uh, get the whole track list, as always, at mrsuave.com. Headquarters. It is it is Suave headquarters. Yeah. That's true. Um, so you can check that out. I, uh, we'll have a couple of uh, really good uh, videos up there. I always try and find some interesting videos from the bands on each show to put up and highlight. And you can always follow me on Facebook uh, and Twitter. I'm on Twitter, too. Are you on, Twitter. are you on the gram? The gram? Yeah. I'm not on the gram. I didn't even know what the, what the hell is the gram. Instagram? Oh, the oh Instagram. I am on Instagram, but barely. <laughs> I have an account and I've never I've never posted anything. I follow like, you know, like a dozen people maybe, and I'll peek in on it every month or so. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you, glad that you were a product of your age." Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Me See, too. <laughs> that's why I'm seeing pitch, less pictures of people's dinner on Facebook cuz they're all on Instagram now. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me hungry. <laughs> Let's stop making people hungry. Let's make them listen to some music. All right, this, uh, uh, we're making a we're making a sea change of ourselves here. We're yeah. doing a little a little about face with some um, neo, some pre neo retro swing, as much as it was. Uh, that uh, is quite a mouthful. Pre neo retro <laughs> swing, right? Pre neo, yeah. Because as this, opposed to neo or this, retro, because this, this pre neo is a swing <laughs> scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. The big swing scare of the 90s, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there was one or two or maybe yeah. four. So this is uh, this first song's from 1985, Animal Nightlife, who were a group of people who had all been in different bands in the 80s uh, that weren't anything like this at all. Right. And, uh, this is the original mix of it. Uh, they redid it again in 87 uh, to lesser effect. It's not as a uh, big band sounding. It's, it's got like a synth drum to it, and it's got, you know keyboards and stuff it's not nearly as cool sounding as this full orchestra of uh of love is just a great pretender yeah this this is the real deal right here yeah good stuff All right here we go Pretender. Love is just a great pretender. 
great pretender. The great pretender. The great pretender. Love is just a great Times with violence and corny lines, the Hollywood remains. Being left on a shelf is not such a bop. The robots have been smashed on the floor. Life's only a true break. And when the chase upon them, now I'm a lot more wise and don't confuse love with the color of their eyes. My usual mistake. Great pretender, love is just a great, the great pretender. Love is just a great, the great Hanging on a whiskey, 
trying to survive. Round six. He tries to mix, but whiskey has got him in an awful fix. Up and down whiskey, he shouldn't have hit you. Still straight, but John is swinging like a rusty gate. Round nine. I see the losing side. According to points, John's far behind. Round ten. Looks like the end. Whiskey keeps hitting him again and again. John's folding up like a paper sack. Oh, there goes John. He's flat on his back. One, two. Uh, my old granddad and uh, my papa Jack uh, in a good fight. I'm glad I win. Jump 
Kitchen and Potter's Hell Total Serenity Forever You and me Turn up the heat And just watch me
You are listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World, the web's longest-running modcast, online at mrsuave.com and on modradiouk.net. Welcome back to Jerry Danner's Boot Camp. Are you boot camping it? We are here going through uh, all the stuff that Jerry Danner's probably would have been happy that followed him, I'm guessing. And that last one, that was Love Jones. That's true. Alcohol and Little Pills from their most recent album, which uh, actually is nine years old now, which is kind of funny when you think about it. It's nine years. Right. It's crazy. Nine years since the Forever Forever album came out. Um, we're talking about Love Jones earlier. Guys from Louisville, you know, a couple more in punk bands, that kind of thing. And they uh, <clears throat> they were part of the Cocktail Revolution along with the band that preceded them, which was right. Combustible Edison doing Blue Light. And uh, that was a song that's uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it's ever been released. That was the first thing they ever recorded as Combustible Edison, uh, coming from a. Wow, a, a post-punk art new wave band uh, called Christmas, uh, right? So you have uh, post-punkers, punkers, uh, new wavers, something who, by the '90s, early '90s, both of them at this point, uh, Love Jones and Combustible Essen, uh, are you know doing something completely different. They're kicking up their heels in a way that not most of their compatriots were doing. No, and it was. Uh, that that was a brand new thing in the early '90s. I mean, the cocktail revolution just, uh, you know, it was something that w- happened, and we all kind of stumbled over. Did you stumble over it? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, well, you know, <laughs> you and I were always exchanging emails. We we're talking about your uh, your website, Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World, which is where your name comes from. That was your right. uh, that was your uh, your handle for your page. That, right. that, preceded, cocktail site. that preceded the mod page actually uh i remember you winning awards for best uh best <laughs> cocktail circle lounge site award for 1995 or something or right because there weren't very many actually you, you, you won a couple years later though 1995 so yeah um <laughs> it's it's true it's not hard to win an award when there aren't any other contenders um <laughs> But that the music, though, uh, Combustible Edison and Love Jones. I mean, these are two bands that different sort of uh, starting points, I guess. But they end up kind of in the same place, and that's kind of the point of this. Is like it's all pointing to this same kind of uh, cocktail music vibe, right? So the Combustible Edison song, Blue Light. That's off of uh, uh, an album that is just... Uh, that's a, like their earliest stuff, even before they released like full LPs and stuff, That's before right? they got signed to Sub, Sub Pop and released Ice Swinger, which, you know, was kind of like, <laughs> you know, the barrel shot that started right. the new lounge band scene. You know, there was people who were listening to to Thrift Shop Records and, you know, Herb Albert and, and Sergio Mendes and all that stuff. But this is a new band recording new songs that were, you know, of that 
genre of, of, yeah. of the lounge yeah, cocktail exactly. kind of genre. And uh, Love Jones were also, you know, organically started their own thing in Louisville, you know, half the country away from, from Boston, from from where yeah. the muscle was. And these things were happening in every city. Every big city had some little cocktail thing going. And, you know, for a while it was it was a great thing, the, the, the cocktail revolution. Um, unfortunately, it led to swing dancing, and that's a whole different story. <laughs> the big swing scare of the 90s. Which, which takes uh, us to the, the two songs before that. Right. But these songs precede the uh, by a lot by a decade precede yeah, at least precede the uh, the swing dancing thing and uh, so you you had found uh, the busted point extra song and that was a knock em down whiskey right yes knock em down whiskey um, it, it comes out in the early nineties off his uh, happy hour album um, but he'd been doing that style of music for a decade or more right he'd had a, a cabaret in New York for a while before he even yeah. recorded any of that stuff, right? Right. After the New York Dolls, uh, in fact, in the 80s, uh, by 82, he's doing Buster Poindexter as his uh, alter ego, I guess. His alter, alter, alter egos. <laughs> like, there are three egos deep for him. <laughs> David Johansson, Buster Poindexter. I mean, it goes back, right? That's true. It got, it got him a, a pretty big part on uh, Scrooge, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, he scored big with all that stuff. Yeah. It was good for him. But you were saying um, that, uh, what were you saying about uh, how he feels about Hot, Hot, Hot now? Oh, that, yeah. I was reading a, an interview with him where he was like, uh, his first huge lounge hit, not as a punk, you know, kind of rock icon from the the previous era, but when he was Buster Poindexter, he had hot, 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 and then he's like, that's the bane of my existence. <laughs> that's the quote. The bane of my existence. So that particular song, at least, he didn't didn't necessarily <laughs> last for him. But, you know, it's got to be good for him in the long run, well, right? I'm sure, that, I mean, I'm sure the residual checks were great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's, he's, he's raking it in. Um, and raking it in, you know, when you rake pennies, it's great. <laughs> Just pennies on top of each other. Um, but before that was Animal Nightlife. And they were there. It's hard to say whether they were before him or the same time as him. Right? We were trying to figure this out. But, like, <clears throat> their song precedes his by a number of years. But he had been doing that. Well, those like, swing thing. There was this sort of... Um... I don't know. There's just jazz scene that was happening in England at the time um, that was headed by the Style Council and everything but the girl. And then associated yeah. acts such as Working Week and there was a right <clears throat> few other bands I can't think of right now. Uh, but Animal Nightlife kind of came out of that scene. You know, the whole like neo jazz scene that was happening, and somehow they they stumbled upon this sort of swing band, big band kind of schmaltzy, love is just a great pretender kind of thing. Right, and that's the song. Love is just great pretender. Animal nightlife. It's the mid '80s, and they had other less swingy things, but still, they were very much in the kind of neo lounge kind of vibe, right? Yeah, interestingly, and they were neo lounge with a little bit of soul in them too. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, any good lounge act, I would think, must have some soul to them, right? You would hope. You would think. Yeah. You would hope. Um, all of it, though, this is the whole point. It just goes back to 
1980. Remember, this is 1980. This is the height of the Sex Pistols, uh, <laughs> and who knows what else was going on then. You know, it wasn't lounge music. And then here comes Jerry Dammers, and he apparently forces the specials to do <laughs> this whole album of, like, you know, cabaret, calypso, world music, lounge, jazz music that is totally unlike anything that was going on in 1980 where everything was the Buzzcocks and the Damned and the Pistols and Well, maybe not the, the Pistols. Ramones. Maybe not the Pistols. Pistols were long dead by then. It would be public image. Yeah, maybe they were dead by then. But you know what? It, you know that it was that sound yeah. though. That's what dominated and here he comes forcing or coercing the band into let's do this stuff which sounded like nothing that nobody'd ever thought of in that era, really, especially from them. After hearing, um, you know, uh, the songs that they had done on their first album, it, that was so kind of punk rock, do it yourself. And then this was lounge music, do it yourself. Right. It was a totally, if you listen to the specials and then the more specials. <laughs> They are two wildly different things. But from the same people, because then Special AKA yeah. is something else entirely, too. It is. And and that is, you know, uh, there's a change of people there, but Jerry Dammer's kind of, then he's Special AKA and sort of steers it in that direction, which becomes a little more like poppy, I think, poppy 80s with loungy overtones well, they had, to it. They had Nelson Mandela song. and Right. Um, Which is soulful, but it's a little loungy at the same time. And it's political at the time. I well, mean, yeah. At I the mean, time he was in, you know. I'm just thinking the music yeah. versus the agenda. The politics were just, those were the same. The politics were always the same, kind of. Like they were always biting. True. I think. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, we covered Love Jones, Combustible Us, and Buster Poindexter, Animal Nightlife. That was the last set. That's a pretty great set. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. As always, you can get the complete track list at mrsuave.com. Spell out the just mister. head on over there. Yeah, spell out the mister. Hey, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I have some uh, gin and tonic with a little cranberry. Oh, you, you went cranberry. That's nice. I did. Mm. Um, mostly cranberry, yeah. mostly tonic. Trying to be a little less on the gin, just so <laughs> you know, we get through this show. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so people have heard our Christmas shows; they know what we're talking about. Well, except for those Christmas shows they didn't hear because, well, because Christmas got canceled. <laughs> so to speak. All right, um, let's move right along to our next set. We've got um, madness. Yeah, it's madness. I mean. It was kind of an obvious one if you're... You knew we were going there. Come signaling, on. Signaling, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm signaling madness. Here we go. Return of the Los Palmas 7. <laughs>
And that is Luck from the Style Council from the, uh, arguably their best complete album, Our Favorite Shot from 1985. I love that album. Um, Did they have a lot of incomplete albums? Well, you know, the uh, <laughs> uh album is an EP. I don't know, right? Uh, What's and an that's, album? And that's kind of canon for, for Style Council. I mean, everything except for the last two albums are canon for Style Council. Um, well, the last album wasn't even released until uh, until, right, bo- until right. the box set came out. But that track, that track totally fits this show. It's great. Uh, it's a fantastic song. Yeah, it's a breezy, uh, poppy number. Um, and uh, startlingly for that album, especially, it's not political. Um, it's just, right. it's just I mean, a, it's a slice of pop from the Style Council. It's yeah, yeah, it's just a slice. That's nice, right? Sometimes that's a good thing to have. Right? Okay, what, what did we hear before that, Rob? Uh, super grass, right? Coffee in the pot. And uh, amazingly, I don't know. Maybe it's amazing. It's amazing to me. It comes from 2005. Right. Like, they've been around forever. Uh, it's been a long time since, you know, Jerry Dammer, right? And then here they are dishing up this little bit of, uh, I don't know, it's, is it Exotica Lounge? It's just this great musical interlude. Yeah, just I love um, you. It's a fantastic little piece. 2005. 
that's what blows me away is when it happened. It's not that long ago, right? And it's you know it's ten years into their existence from their from their first album. Right. Yeah. Like they're they didn't need to do this. No, nobody needed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's one of my favorite instrumental pieces. Just uh, I don't know. I I love it. Um, so I enjoyed that a lot. And then we we bounce back even further right. with another great track, a classic. That was uh, English Beat, Can't Get Used to Losing You, which was a big hit for Andy Williams in the 60s. Um, yeah, Lord right. knows why Dave Wakeling wanted to, wanted to cover that, and they did such a good job making that a Calypso Ska kind of arrangement with with the pop sensibilities of what that song is, um, kind of tying a lot of things together, you know? Yeah, no, it's... Um, that was one of the early songs that I remember loving by the English Beat, and then... Um, because I was like 14 when I first heard it. And then it was like, oh, they didn't write that. Right. <laughs> like I had to learn from that that, you know, it was a cover. Um, and it, it, they, it's a loungy thing because, you know. But Andy that's the nice thing about, about right? what they did was, you know, they did uh, Tears of a Clown as well. Right. And they did right. their own take on that too. It's, it, you know, it sounds like the same song, but their arrangement is... They took it to a different place, and that's what we appreciate about it. Right. And they uh, they made it their own, and that's uh, really nice. And they, they, they took something that wasn't what we were used to at that time, I expect. You know, it wasn't what I was thinking I was going to get from them, and it was a left turn. I was, like, really surprised and really happy. And then when I found out that it was a cover, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Somebody else <laughs> did this already yeah you know it was like you know and when you're young you you don't those surprises are nice yeah we don't you don't get a lot of surprises when you're old like us <laughs> pretty much not no no you don't yeah, i miss being surprised yeah uh and then we started it all out with uh that one return of the las palmas seven from madness and uh if anybody jumped on Jerry Dammer's bandwagon, Jesus, it was madness. Um, they had a number of songs that were in that sort of, uh, is it Exotica? No, I mean, it's Ska-ish, right? But it's, it's, also, it's, it's like easy listening Ska yeah. world music. Kind it's, of sort of. There's something else going on there. And for 1979, 1980, that era, it wasn't the vibe that was normal. And that's what I think was really cool about it was it went so against the grain. It was so contrarian, you know, um, and Madness, of course, I, I don't know. Did they ever release the song? They did not make a video of it first. <laughs> Good God. question. Do, I, I, do you know any band that's made as many videos of their songs? Like right. where they actually are actively acting in them i mean it's amazing how many yeah. videos they have i can't think Crazy. of one yeah and you know it's <laughs> a good thing that, that they had a sense of humor though they're kind of like the monty python of video make music videos, yes you know yes oh that's a great yeah they are kind of the monty python of ska music <laughs> videos <Yeah. laughs> uh anyhow madness english beat supergrass style council hey this has been this has been thank a great you. show rob uh, thank you Good idea. We've been ruminating about this show for, well, you emailed me about this weeks ago. 
And I'm like, yeah, I'll get a list together. And then, uh, you know, life gets Great. in the way. And we're like, hey, we're still going to do that show? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you a list. And, uh, well, today was the day. more than weeks ago, <laughs> we have talked about this, honestly, for years of this idea of the specials and other things early in our mod career, if you will, prepared us for being lounge music, cocktail music aficionados. Um, and I certainly have come to believe it was Jerry Dammers himself. Uh, the more I read, the more I know about it and what he did and the kind of just the vibe he brought, especially that second specials album. But then in the the track that we're going to take it out here and you know i mean he he had a big influence so what you're saying is jerry dammers for 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 the whole lounge cocktail pop thing mixed with the alternative musics that we listen to jerry yeah, dammers was patient be. zero i absolutely i i, I totally mm-hmm. think it um jerry dammers maybe david bowie that's a whole other show it is right something right. to think about We're gonna kick that off next um um i just sprung that on you but well you know what i think we should do more of these shows anyway these combo yeah, shows instead of just the christmas one because because our office christmas well, parties true. are a mess but that's because they're christmas I mean, you know, we, party <laughs> yeah those things are well, never good i still haven't together. fixed a copy here from last time um <laughs> but we do that's have true. uh this you know kind of milieu of show or songs that we see coming out of and I, I put this I mean I forced the framework on here and I hope you agree Jerry Dammers he kind of he, he painted this yeah. picture uh, of it's cool to like elevator music it's okay to like Muzak um <laughs> Before anybody else liked those things, he was incorporating them into his music in a way that we kind of imbibed without realizing. And then later in the 90s and beyond, we were like, oh, yeah, we do like this stuff. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyhow, so we're going to take it out with a Jerry Dammer song. Oh, yeah, it, it a, is long a long one. It's true. Um, but listen to all of it because it covers everything. It's got like crime jazz and exotica and surf music. And I mean, this song, it is Jerry Dammer's like milieu all in one. It's called Riot City. It comes from the Absolute Beginner soundtrack. Um, listen to the soundtrack. You don't have to watch the music or the movie. <laughs> uh, but man, it is such a freaking great song anyhow i'm glad you were here ken thank you i'm just glad to be here rob thanks for inviting me yeah, looking we're, forward to doing we'll this do again something soon. uh we need to do something other than a christmas show you're right besides this <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out yeah all right so here all right. is jerry dammer's red city 1985 enjoy this i'm mr suave thanks for listening